Welcome. This is multiple superbness. Miss McDonald, Miss Dunson, Miss Luba, confidence. started in November, and I think every holiday I was in the hospital. Then in your home, and all of a sudden, you got to go back. In your home, and you got to go back. Well, hell, I might as well stay there. <laughs> so far, um, so good. So far, so good, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that, because, you know, you got a monopolous, huge creation of a career going on. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm glad that you're being honored and... Everybody's recognizing what you've been bringing all these years. What's been your highlight that um, has been a blessing that you've received that I might not know about of late? Well, from my career, let me see, it's a couple of things. You have getting the key to the city where I was born, where I used to shine shoes, cut grass, and all that, and get to run around back in those days. Didn't wind up getting the key to the city. What city was that? Fernandina Beach, that's over all by, uh, off of Jacksonville over there. That's beautiful. It was, oh, it's beautiful. They built that place up. Beautiful. Over by Amelia Island. Oh. It's gorgeous over there. Wow. Are you also Native American? Because that's like Seminole country down there, right? I don't know about that part. I was born in Fernandina. I don't know where the hell the rest of it is. <laughs> but I don't think it's Native American. Nah. <laughs> You never know until you do your ancestry DNA. <laughs> My grandmama looked just like a Native American. Uh-huh. I took it out. I said, somebody must have been chasing the Indians around there. Something going on. But Yeah. <laughs> She's chasing yeah. the hem of the skirt. <laughs> I think that's what my sister's third husband, that's what he told her. That, you know, he liked her because the hem of her skirt was moving. Oh, no, that's a new one. I thought it was a new one, too. And I was like, this guy's a crackpot. And she was like, no, I like him. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like to read him or your script move. Okay. Yeah. But so far, there, you know, he's been great. And then when you get the Alicia Keys record that lasts as long as it did, got the Grammy for it, that made it even better. <laughs>
Oh, I tell you, that is a highlight, isn't it? It's a big highlight. Wow. Big highlight. <laughs> you know, to see the next generation, knowing your music well enough to knowing that even a little piece of it is a, a, an asset to what they're trying to do. Yes. And then, you know, on all the years of the industry to be able to get paid for a snippet of your music that's being borrowed and sampled. What, what do you say? <laughs> Ma Rainey would have been happy about that. Yeah, baby. I so mean, those, it, that, that's the best part about it. Having your work recognized and having people enjoying it and want to do it over and over again, you can't beat that with a stick. And I bet you never knew that this would be your life, prolific and important to so many people as a writer, as a musician, as a creator. Only, only thing I, I knew back in the days, if I look back, mm-hmm. that I loved to write songs, you know. I did. I just enjoyed writing songs. I'd make up stuff and write songs, put some music to it, and it sounds good to me. I don't know about nobody else, but and it must have because it's <laughs> paid off. It's still playing on a radio station somewhere. <laughs> yes, it is. The first thing was like the Everybody Plays a Fool song. when we was nominated for a Grammy back then. We wow. didn't win because Barry Gordy and them beat me out on that one where Papa was the Rolling Stone. <laughs> but that's all right. It was a good song. That's all right. But like Rudy said, tell Frank Sinatra to sing that. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, that worked out good. And that song still gives you money, still pays that's in 1972. I was in second grade in 1972. Who, me? I was. <laughs> and music was a big part of my life, you know, especially with an older sister. My oldest sister mm. and brother, they were always like hipping me when they would go buy records at the farmer's market on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And they, they'd say, I'm going to get the 45. Then I'm going to get the album, you know, or I got his last album, but now I'm just going to get this 45. Mm. I'm saving up for the album, you know, and it was like a big deal buying a record, you yeah, know? Now that's a, that's all in the past. Now just go to Spotify, one of them boys, and just download everything. Yeah, and Spotify doesn't even have to be downloaded. No, they don't. And then you make points, zero, 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 three cents, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> zero, 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 three points. <laughs> In order for you to get a penny out of it, you got to sell like hell, boy. Yes. With technology. Technology don't. Technology wiped out a whole lot. There's no more studios in Manhattan. Everybody got one in their house. All this stuff is gone now. Well, now it's the new the new thing that's coming. 
you know, we got holograms coming soon. Yep. And this remote recording has been here a while and they're perfecting it more and more. Yeah, I noticed that, but people will be joining in with you on your session. You'd be in Europe and you'd be in New York and y'all putting the session together. Oh. Or you, yeah, or you say, like, is that an elephant out here in the background? Oh, yeah, I'm in India. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's go back three measures. <laughs> back Elephants the... fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, Kenny, we used to have a really good time always whenever we saw each other. I don't ever remember not laughing with you. Yeah, the last time I remember we sitting back, one of the times we were sitting at the restaurant, um, I don't know where the hell that restaurant was. We were someplace. <laughs> it wasn't too many restaurants that we missed. No, it was always great to have a, you know, <laughs> a good time there. After a session, after uh, you didn't have a session, but other people did, so you meet up. <laughs> meet up and, and you, have rock trash. Yeah, have a funky good time. Yes, we did. And, you know, yeah. I was so blessed that you uh, sang on my children's record. You sang on two songs on that album. And it won a Parents' Choice Award, uh, I think like a silver or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think I would have had that magic if you weren't on that track and on the record. Well, I thank you, but I still remember John Henry. Uh, you should... Oh, God. Wait, when you, <laughs> when you came to the museum with your, with your brands... Did we have, did I have the dancer there that was dancing, John Henry? I don't think so. Oh, boy. <laughs> he was like, John Henry doesn't dance. And I was like, yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he dances. That's a weird thing. John Henry dance? I said, I don't know. I'm not the Broadway dancer. You show me. And he was like, <laughs> okay, this is how John Henry dances. And when you, we get to the part in the song, when, it, when he, you buried him there in the graveyard, and he played out and all that stuff. Because you said, oh, well, I guess he didn't play it out. Then, oh, well. Did <laughs> <laughs> his last hammer, boy, that's it. Well, <laughs> Kenny, you said, oh, well. Oh, well. That's how, that's how the song ended with you saying that. And when he was dancing it, he would make sure to have a dramatic, like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Papa's 
personality disorder. You got to be schizo, bro. BPD, narcissism. Selective terrorism. Notice how everybody calls out. People have mental illness talking about other people who have mental illness. This is just a video I'm making to give you an example of what's happening in human behavior. Is it you? Whether you're a professional musician, sound practitioner, psychotherapist, massage therapist, or someone who wants to play music for self-care, we are here to help you find your perfect musical companion instrument. We play well together. Click on the link. Welcome. This is Multiple Superbness. It was an amazing day in the studio working with Kenny Williams and um, Daryl Tooks was also there to help me with the vocal arrangements and we tracked it just in an evening. What was so amazing about it is that the choruses and the parts that um, Kenny and Daryl were singing, we would rehearse before, we would decide different options in terms of the chord that we were building, and then we would stack the different harmonies. And we did it live the entire track. We didn't fly things in. We didn't copy and paste. We did it live on the track. So I am so proud of this album, but especially this track, the couple of tracks that Kenny, that everybody performed with, um, joined me on, on the microphone because this was music that we gave to families and children. And I wanted them to meet the best musical sounds and musicians that their ears could possibly endeavor upon. Whether they appreciated it or not, I don't know. Whether the parents appreciated it or not, probably not. You know, as the generations move forward, people forget the things from the years before, sometimes until they become nostalgic and reminiscent as people get older and die and all that kind of stuff. Well, Kenny is making his exit. It's been a couple of days that he's been off of life support. He will leave us when he's ready, and it's his time. His spirit is still, like, hovering in the air. So I was like, I better get this podcast out now while Kenny's alive. Because the vibe is just alive. And uh, not only is John Henry still ringing his bell, so is Kenny Williams. So I hope you enjoyed that. A little sneak peek to how we talk behind the scenes and how we make records. You know, you hear the record on the radio or watch on TV. All the hours and the relationships that people make and build. All the different roles of people before, during, and after the making of a record is just an amazing feeling to produce a project from start to finish, from scratch, with your own money that you are just dedicating directly to a project and the people that make the project. That's where the money is invested when you can self-produce a record. You know the people. You are the record label. <laughs> you are the everything. And you are just loving on people. And they come to you with so much love to say like, oh, yeah, I am Kenny Williams. I am... I've known you for years. We do those commercials and we do a lot of stuff together. We do these sessions. We make records together. You're making a children's record? Sure. I'll do that. You gonna pay me? <laughs> okay, if you want. You don't have to. <laughs> I'm not lacking money. Yeah. A lot of love going on. A lot. You can find Kenny and his wife Mary on Facebook. A Dish A Tunes Music Publishing A D-I-S-H-A-T-U-N-E-S Music Publishing on Facebook. Check them out. Back to the interview. It's more than a podcast. It is a bit of history in the making. Thanks for being here. Now, back to Kenny. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I think that... Um, as kids got older, they could appreciate the blues form. And yeah, if they yeah. were studying studying music, they were like, oh. You went to do it right, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
you know, I was glad to be able to, you know, look out for little brown children along the way. Yeah, that's great. That is great. Because, you know, they need all the help we can give them. Yeah. And, you know, we're the elders. We, you know, we're the ones that trailblazed. So that gets me yeah. to the next question I want to ask you. What's that? Because you were talking about how you used to like to make a song or put music to something. You were always doing something. You were always creative thinking. So did you know that you would be a trailblazing artist or nope. not? You did, did you ever have like an inkling ever when you had written something that you would say, yeah, I could win awards for this? <laughs> nope. Never had that inkling. Wow. It just, I like, I was in love with making up different sounds. I used to play a rubber band on my desk. <laughs> Get to that. <laughs> I'm sure your teachers loved you. You were well known then in elementary school. Yeah, I had to play for everybody in the during class when they had a program. First thing they looked for is Ken. Kenneth, you got to play because she wants to sing. God dog, here we go again. So you the rubber band man? Yeah, back in that day I'll play anything. should have been a bass player because I swear I am so into bass it just I don't know yeah that low end is it just touches you somewhere somewhere in your root chakra and your heart chakra and your core everything is just coming up through you ain't lying if you ain't got no bottom I don't want to hear and that's what makes people dance the bass right. that is absolutely right you get that bottom stood up under there with the foot and all that boy and they gotta move yeah, uh, it's real, you know, it's the stuff that hit records, not just hit records, but it's the kind of record and sound that makes an indelible impression. But, yeah, baby. But you, with your lyrics, made indelible impressions. I don't know, I just, I always like to write love songs. And then, I again, I go with some country songs as well. My latest song is Getting Old Ain't For Sissies. <laughs> <laughs> How's that go? Oh, you I wrote it about myself. Okay, that's why I wasn't asking. Could I hear a little bit of it? Well, I ain't got nothing to play it on. I have my hair dyed black, joints been replaced, surgery and more, trying to get that younger look like I once had before. I had a slow climb to the mountaintop. The climb had many thrills. Yeah, remember one little thing. You pick up speed going down the hill. So getting old ain't for sissy. Believe me, I'm telling you the truth. Because you would never move like you used to move way back when you had your youth. Even though you try like hell, you find it's all in your mind. Sooner or later, you're going to realize it's all just a waste of time. You get back aches and lose your teeth, can't taste the food you eat. No sense of smell, vision shot to hell. Can't hear the phone because your ears are gone. Taking 20 different kind of pills, 20 different kind of ills, x-rays of the chest, another blood test to see how many cells you kill. What I'm saying is getting old ain't for sissies. <laughs> That's some funny shit, boy. It is. It almost sounds conversational, like you're sitting at a table. Yeah. Like like kind of right now. <laughs> you see, the, the, the last verse is, it says, shoes you're wearing on, on your feet that you're walking kind of soft. 
You just can't wait till you get home so you can kick those damn shoes off. Oof. High blood pressure, low blood pressure, both running out of control. While around the corner, old man stress is waiting to take his toe. What I'm saying is, getting old ain't <laughs> That's some funny crap. That is funny. That is funny, Kenny. I'll send you a copy of it. Yeah, because I, I need to start to learn that song. <laughs> <laughs> I do definitely need to start to learn that song. You're going to work in that hill to get my age. <laughs> Well, I'm I glad I'm glad to see that in your case, uh, they say that it, with age comes wisdom. I think in your case, wisdom definitely has been coming first. Because you, you ain't no a- sissy. Because you ain't no sissy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting old ain't sissies. Well, Kenny, listen. I want to thank you for taking some time in your day today to talk to me. Is there anything else that we should... I'm I'm not into all this Zoom stuff. My wife is the one who knows how to hook all that up. Yeah. Is she in earshot? Is she nearby? Yeah, she's right in the room over. Timo! This is a love song right here, the two of you. But she's on a conference call now. Oh, she's on a conference? Okay. Yeah. I said a powerful household of music y'all got. Well... She's got one in and she's on my case to help promote what we got because a lot of stuff wouldn't be done if it wasn't for her. Yeah, and she's getting all these degrees and going back to school and just like advancing her How education. We all got a summa cum summa or whatever the hell it is. She got them all. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> hey, this is Robbie Kamala. Thanks for listening to Multiple Separateness, my favorite thing to do with this podcast. We'll be right back after this next little, little bit of, you know, interruption. Welcome. This is Multiple Separateness. <laughs> she know what she's doing, but she said I'm mind to do it. She goes. I give her credit for that. Like the song say, ain't no stopping her now. <laughs> I know. Y'all are trailblazing. I tell you. That's what I'm saying. You horny expression. You're like a fine wine. You get better with age. That's true in your case, you know? But I did some dumb stuff in my days, though. I gave away a lot of stuff. I'm trying to keep a company going, working with certain people. I put mm-hmm. people's names on stuff they ain't knew nothing about. Oh, yeah. I've done that too. Yeah, well, we know now not to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got locked into that with my partners back in the day. It worked, whatever it was. You look hindsight now, you sit back and say, boy, if I had, if I had, if, if. That's the biggest word in the dictionary. Right? If. And then coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. That and what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Boy, that word can come up in the wrong time sometime. Yeah, Lord. That's great. The pass that you did on that vocal was great, but... <laughs> when you hear that butt, all of a sudden, brother Jack came in and messed it up. That's funny. But that's true. It's very true, right? Boy, that was a great book, a great butt. <laughs> but, oh, God. But this is the stuff that makes us uh, write songs, right? Life. Yep. Experiences. How yeah. I want things. That's where I get a lot of stuff from that. How I hope things would be, could be, or whatever it is. Sit back and write songs about that. Because I also got some gospel stuff I do and some easy listening thing, instrumentals and all that. Only thing I have to find out now is what to do with them. So, Mr. Kenny Williams, do you have a website? How can I find you online? Will you go to Addition Tunes? Mm-hmm. Addition Tunes. AOL.com and you should come up with our you know we're getting it all together our site that's nice do you need any help with that I might need help with every damn thing because I have a great website company 
Bandzoogle that I've been using for a few years. What is and it called? Bandzoogle. Well, we are trying to get a different logo now, so I don't know. Yeah. Put out some feelers to see who can give us a pretty good logo. You know who I use for that? Fiverr. Who? Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R. It's a website with freelancers, and they mm. work pretty quickly. Within two or three days, they'll turn around something. They charge affordable prices because they, they're sourced from all over the planet. Mm. You can find somebody anywhere that does great work and then contract them on that site, Fiverr, give them that information. And then um, they work up a logo and send it to you to take a look at and see if you like it. Mm. And and then when mm. you get to one that you do like. Mm. Sounds good to me. People that work for Google are on Fiverr. Mm. So when you need help, you can find somebody to help you. I had this the, the Digital Tunes logo for I don't know how many years. Yeah. When it was first done. I thought it was great because it had a more of a three-dimensional effect to it. And it was good, but... Because you could always go to Fiverr with that image and say... Yeah, Fiverr. Yeah, I'd be glad to help you with uh, communicating with them and getting something started, as long as I don't have to do it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to do things for other people. Um, <laughs> And I learned what not to do because I usually do that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great, but. But, yeah, then a big old butt comes rolling in. <laughs> it comes a butt. It comes a butt. But I've, I've been liking fiber. <laughs> Everything was good up until the pitch, but. Yeah, it was good. It got there. I've seen that too. <laughs> we know that our conversation was interrupted. You're right. <laughs> yes, it was. When you start talking about, all you have to do mm. is give me your credit card, click. Yeah. It was good up until the credit card. Yeah, it was good. It was. You got one that comes on TV, boy. And he gets up there and start talking about a piece of cloth. And then the other one, they say, you got to sow the seed of $5,000. Go up there and plant the seed of $5,000. I want you to give him a plant $5,000 because it'll come back to you. I said, he must be out of his mind. Did he tell you that he would give you a piece of cloth, for, cloth from the Holy Land if you send the $5,000? I was there in Israel at the Wailing Wall. And, oh, and yeah. we had this it's directly from Israel. And I'm thinking, like, when are y'all going to say directly from Africa? Because that's where Israel is. <laughs> they're not going to say that. Oh, no, they're not going to say that. I don't know. They're, you know, bless their hearts, though, because they're they're trying to feed the people that are thirsty. And people are thirsty. Well, I ain't that thirsty. We're melanated <laughs> people. We're not thirsty. Yep. Look, look at you. Look at your life. Your life was beautiful. As a child, you had so much fun playing with rubber bands. And playing with anything you could put your hands on and making music every second. When made sounds, that was me. You probably have classmates that remember you from that music that you were making as a kid. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, my hometown, they want to honor me there with a, 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 what you call They want to show or give, what is it I'm talking about? Getting old, I tell you, ain't for sisters. A proclamation or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I honor you for your accomplishments. You know, they got the key to the city with your God. They want to do a display of all my stuff. Yeah, you're the biggest thing to come out of your town. That's important. And that's where my grandfather used to be down there shining his shoes, trying to keep the house going. Wow. I said, he'd be so proud. And he'd turn around there and find If he was alive now, whoa. Even if my mom was alive now, whoa. Grandma. And I'm so glad they're in the heavenly realm, thinking of you up there in heaven or over there in heaven. You know, they're holding space for you there. You know, they hold, they're saying, like, you got to make room for our grandson. Not now. <laughs> Not anytime soon. So don't anybody try to come over here in my spot because I'm saving this for my grandson. Wait for him. <laughs> oh. No rushing. No, ain't no big hurry. No. Kenny, this has been wonderful. 
to spend some time catching up to you. When uh, Mary told me that you, you you weren't feeling well and that you were on dialysis, it made my yep. memory sets. You telling me I'm supposed to be on that the rest of my life too? Oh, I don't know about all of that though. How's your throat and everything holding up? That's good. Well, it's hanging in there. I can't sing like I used to. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I used to have a good breather and, you know, get in the road. I probably could still do a little bit of it. I can't wait to get back downstairs so I can get back to the keyboards. Yeah. And that's my problem with going up the steps and down the steps. I ain't ready for that yet. Yeah. Now, if I get where I can go downstairs and get on the keyboards down there and put something together, I probably can work it out. Have you considered bringing the keyboards upstairs? No, I've got to hold the whole speaker system and everything down there. It's like a little... Yeah, you got your studio. Your studio's there. Yeah. But maybe it would be good to put a little, you know, kind of digital studio upstairs. Yeah, well, so, it can be done. But I just think that you to do it. I, like, I got, uh... I got, I, I got a piano I in there. I got a piano in there, but I can play upstairs. But the only problem there ain't no recording. Computers and all the other stuff is downstairs. And to top it off, I went in the house gonna play the piano a little bit in the living room. And I sat down on the bench, I took it down and it looked good, beautiful piano, brand new looking. I, I hit a chord, I said, holy crap. I think I hit one note and it had three different sounds. Uh-oh. I, 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 I closed that sucker up quick. I can't take this. Aww. Well. That's where the other butt came in. Oh, the piano looks great, but. Well, a good piano tuner will fix that. I'm sure it's a good piano. Oh. Because I've tuned it before, but I don't know, just sitting there must have just detuned itself. Yeah, and sometimes the temperature throws off. Yeah, the, the temperature threw it off. You know. So I know. Well, I got the tuning instruments and all that stuff. Oh, you, tune, you can tune the piano yourself? Yeah. Oh, man. Once you get to the 440, you just go up the line or down the line, whichever way you want to do it. Yeah, and you can tune it to 432. Hmm? You could tune your piano to 432 and have a healing vibration. Yeah, I never thought about that part. I just hit it directly on 440. Yeah. That, you know, it used to be 432, the tuning yeah. of things, you know? And then in like the 19, the late 1900, uh, 1910s or 20s, early 1920s, they changed the law and made it the uh, concert key of C, 440 hertz. Right, 440. Yeah, I didn't know but, when, all I know is all I know it was 440. Yeah, trees are actually 432 hertz. Hmm. And when you have a drum that's made from a tree, which they used to literally be made from trees, you are playing a, a tone, a frequency that's already kind of like a heavenly frequency. Mm. See, I'm learning something. That's where the if, and, and buts come in. Yeah, and the miracles can come in. That's the spot for a miracle to slip in. Yeah, well... I know that the, the heart is shot to hell, the kidneys is shot to hell, and they're trying to balance the both of them out. 
Yeah, before something else pop off. You, you ain't know, lying. Like, <laughs> I ain't got no problem with you, bigger, bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you jealous oh. of the kidneys? Calm down. <laughs> oh, and just all of it, just, I guess, because I really told my buddy in my younger days, because I'd eat more Popeye chicken and, and oh. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> the food. I used to drive all the way from my house out there in Long Island, all the way over to 48th and 7th Avenue to get some Popeye chicken and drive back home. Yeah, and you know what's funny about Popeye's chicken? Thank you for reminding me of that because when I first moved to Portland, to Oregon, to Oregon, the whole entire state, they said to me, oh, you're from New York City, wow. We just got our second Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean the second one? They said, well. <laughs> and I'm like, the whitest people in the whitest state in the union like Popeye's chicken. That says a yeah. lot about Popeye's chicken. If you ain't lying, because I drove 30 some miles then, 30 some miles back. And tried not to eat it in the car, right? So that you could save it and eat it at home. I drive and I go by myself. I'd be coming home and I have my chicken going. I was throwing bones out the window, man. What are you doing? <laughs> I threw a bone out and it went in my man and another car window. <laughs> Guy pulled up beside me and held the bone up. He said, You want this? I said, Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry. And that oh. bone was clean, too, I bet. <laughs> yeah, Bristol and all was gone. I just get up back then. <laughs> so what are you eating these days now with your kidney balancing and heart balancing? <laughs> are well, you eating paper? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, he's all gonna die if they got you on for this stuff, boy. Can't have no sodium. Ain't oh, supposed so. to. Mm-hmm. But so Mary, my wife, yeah, she's yeah. cooking a lot. Yeah, she cooks and she'll she'll use stuff that ain't got all that sodium. You know, I'm supposed to have a lot of meat because I need protein. Uh, I used to love meat. Now I don't like it that much. It's because I ate so much. Hmm. <laughs> But that's okay. Is that butt again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always slipping in, always slipping in. Oh God. So I know you go three times a week, right, for dialysis? Yeah. I go there tomorrow. I'm gonna be sitting in there during chair for about five hours. Wow. Then you get out, you go stay one day, and you go back the next next time for five more hours. Wow. And then the third day, how long you go five hours again? Same thing. Each time we go through it's like about four and a half to five hours. Wow. What do you do? Sit in the chair on your butt and be, your butt get tired and if you got any, if you got any kind of sense, you try to go to sleep, mm. so that when you wake up, it's over. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because the next day you ain't worth a damn. Wow. It's a rough. It's a it's a, it's a rough thing, you know, because you go there and you see it, and they drain you out and. The next day, you you know, you're out of it completely. Wow. So that once you have off, you're trying to recuperate from when you were. And then you start to get ready to go back again another day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's hard. Very. Well, you know, just the, the fact that you're you're sharing your story with me and um, going through this, 
it's helping me to heal, you know? I really feel um, lucky to be your friend. I I knew you when, I, I've just known you, I don't know, 20 years? Yeah, we've been pretty good. Maybe longer, I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's a long time. I don't have a lot of friends that long that do what I love to do. And then you've got all these records. You got what? Everybody plays a fool. What else? Love, 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 Donnie Hathaway. You don't know my name. Uh, Alicia Keys. Uh, in the J.R. Bailey's album. Wow. And pretty. Wow. He was the flattest singing dude I heard in a long time. <laughs> I said stuff now when he hits certain I just shrivel up. I say, whoa. <laughs> and when I would tell him that it's flat, he said, No, horse. That's right on. I don't know where his ears were, but it sure wasn't on that song. Wow. Wow, he sounds like he was tuned to a whole different frequency. <laughs> you ain't lying. He was on the twilight zone. <laughs> wow. Hey, this is Robbie Kumalo. Thanks for listening to Multiple Superbness, my favorite thing to do with this podcast. We'll be right back after this next little, little bit of, you know, interruption. <laughs> This is a beautiful song, and these lyrics were written by Dizzy Gillespie. had a strong memory of Kenny one day and um, I called him I reached out to him I couldn't reach him around like June 15th or so June 14th um, when I caught up to his wife because I just called her phone number instead 
when Kenny didn't pick up his and I spoke to um, Mary, I had no idea that Kenny was in hospice and had been taken off of life support and was still alive, but he wasn't here. So I had to call Daryl to say, this is on my heart and I woke up and this is what's going on, did you know? And this is the conversation we had. Just didn't, it just couldn't have. And, and so I was, uh, you know, quite the youngest, but old enough to, to, um, be a part of that culture. But Kenny was the only person who was trying to live uh, a balanced life between his artistry, uh, making a living with his artistry, and, and, and his family, and dealing with the complexities of very difficult challenges in his family. So I, you know, I saw in him not just a template, but a, a lodestar of, of of what you try to be and, and uh you know do you follow me i do yeah and it's it's a uh, you know so he just has to be immortal for me to live out the rest of my time here because uh, you know i can't i can't deal with a world without kenny williams well you know this is the coolest thing about reality is that everything that we've thought is pretty much unknown and we probably were guessing incorrectly about so much, but especially about time. You know, this concept of time is such bullshit. Because we've oh, yeah. been programmed so I, for I, a clock and a calendar and all of that kind oh, yeah. of stuff, but it's no, that's not what well, time you, is. Well, you know, I don't know if you and I have ever spoken about that before, but um, sort of a somewhere in my existence just the way i am by my nature and also the years i spent studying physics and all that it, i often speak about that you know I, I don't know if i've gone into that with you before but it's, it's i i understand time in a way that uh, very few people do in fact my brother calls me heisenberg because he says you know you are you know you're definitely that guy you know you're you're living you know a duality of, of being it not you're not a creature of time the way most people are there's this delightful uh, he's been telling tell me that for years there's this de delightful um uh, documentary uh, moment moment in the documentary that the ken burns jazz where where the music starring phil schaff is trying to explain louis armstrong's interpretation of time and he and he says that you know Nobel physicist Nobel Prize winning physicist Heisenberg was at a conference you know, in Copenhagen uh, at the same time that Armstrong was performing there and, and you can see this gleam in Schaap's eyes when he says <laughs> I'm sure that it's possible that those physicists you know after working on mathematical problems day in and day out might have gone out sometime and had some fun and, and hearing Armstrong it, it really makes you wonder I, I I think that Armstrong influenced their thinking about the relativity of time and that's just a very delightful uh, moment in that in that documentary but I, I I'm with you on that so yeah it's almost I, like it's, a, it's almost like your imagination suspends yeah and then your mind just stops being your mind and everything else can work. Yes. Um, so then when we, you know, like when we can let go of saying like, oh, I don't have time for this, or I need more time, we can kind of um, laugh at ourselves almost when we, you know, it's almost like my, I have to flex my neck muscles to say, I don't have time. It's just like a flex that I don't even, I don't even need to do. I don't need to do it. So much we don't need to do. Imagine if we could just wake up knowing, yeah, I don't need to do anything today except what I want to do. And right now I want to do this. And that's, and I guess the reasons that we don't go back to institutions that we've been a part of, cultures that we've been a part of, um, 
the people we've looked up to in some ways who were just doing their best to try to figure it out too. So when you, and, or not their best, but doing whatever they did to try to figure it out too. So it's, uh, I'm glad to hear your voice. I'm thankful to know that you are, you know, you're in the, you're in the sphere, you know, the S-P-H-E-R-E, you know, with, um, you know, with all these fascinating people that we've, we've known and, uh, and that a handful of them know who you really are. Here we go.
Same thing again. So when I was interviewing Kenny, it was before the pandemic. So sometime in 2019 before March or at the end of 2018, we did that interview. And, um, I, you know, like I always kept in touch with Kenny. Um, when I moved to Portland, I moved away from all of my New York singers and friends and musical family. Um, I also moved away from my genetic family, who out of all the people that were my family on the East Coast, the genetic family are the very ones that don't even keep in touch and reach out to me. So it's taught me a lot about what is family? Is it genetic only? Because sometimes the genetic family, we just bicker and we don't love. And then sometimes the people that are not our genetic family would almost risk their life for us. But uh, definitely, you know, Daryl has a point about Miles, not Miles Davis, but um, Louis Armstrong. Because I remember a picture of him at the uh, Temple of Giza, that beautiful um, pyramid, and he's with his wife. And he's playing his trumpet. And what a classic picture that is. I'm going to put this, some pictures on this podcast and post this podcast on my YouTube channel so that there's some visuals that could go along with this beautiful storytelling today. I will have more of the interview that I did with Daryl and a little bit more of the interview that I did with Kenny and just more interviews of so many amazing people that I know in my life that have just been so supportive to me that it's inspired me to just keep going with multiple sclerosis and do something different because I'm still going to keep creating. You know, I'm still going to keep playing my rubber band. And um, thank you so much for tuning in and make sure that you're following everybody's web link that's posted on the clips in the podcast so you can see what websites everybody's located at so you can find their music and more of their story and more about their lives. Find us, because we're here for you. We're artists. And not everybody's on TV. The TV people that are there are great, but honestly, TV was man-made. Singing, dancing, Beating on the drum, that's organic. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending this moment with me. I love you, love you, love you so much. This is Robbie K. Yeah, you know, I'm a storyteller. I'm a truth teller. I'm a land-dwelling fish. And my aim is to please you and uplift you and to help you feel really good about you. Have a great everything coming next, my family. <laughs> You're that kind of family to me, and I love you. Take care. See you next time on Multiple Superbness.